Feeling stuck in your private practice? Not sure of your direction? Worried about making changes in your mental health practice? Just getting started and need help? You've come to the right podcast. Welcome to SiteBiz. Welcome to episode three, where we're going to be discussing some of the ins and outs of making amazing video content to help browsers learn more about who you really are and the services that you provide. Hey, Howard, how are you doing? Great, Sarah. How are you? It's good to see you and talk to you again. Yes, it's very nice. How has your week been? What's going on? It's been it's been great. It's been really busy, and uh, I'm just excited to be here. And of course, you know I love collaborating and talking with you, and I'm excited today to talk about video content and on websites. It's yeah. something that, you know, uh, obviously you and I spent a lot of time talking about for my <laughs> website. And yes. I know recently you've updated yours as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Have you got anything going on this week that you've been doing or working on? You know, um, I've been reflecting a lot about uh, last year. It's, mm-hmm. You know, as we all know, it's it was a challenging, tough year. And I think oh, yeah. uh, resiliency comes to mind, you mm-hmm. know, in the wake of adversity, of course, because mm-hmm. there's been a lot. And I think, you know, a lot of business and practice owners have had to create a paradigm shift in terms of mm-hmm. not just moving from uh, live services to online live services, but um, you know, the colleagues and business clients that I have that I've spoken with have really, you know, it's been amazing to me how adaptive we uh, human beings are in our yeah. practices. And so that's been a really interesting reflective process. And here we are, um, you know, moving toward a vaccine and, and a lot of changes happening. And I think it's going to be hard for, to even change back. People will be hopefully excited to change back. Mm-hmm. I know I am, but I'm also um, nervous about it. You know, you've been yeah. away from these uh, therapy appointments in your in your office. And when the time does come for that to transition more toward that, uh, I think that it'll also come with some stress and anxiety. So maybe we could do a whole episode on that when the time comes. On transitioning back. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right. It's not going to be, it's not going to be super simple or straightforward. That's right. We get so used to being worried about certain things and you don't just get to turn that off. I mean, I find that even when I'm watching movies, if there's a crowd in the movie, I think to myself, they can't be standing around like that so close. Where are their yes. masks? And it's yes. like, oh, wait, this was filmed like 10 years ago and everything's right. fine. But like you just get so programmed to worry about certain things and it just doesn't go away necessarily with a flip of a switch. Yeah. How about you and your neck of the woods and your business? What's been happening there lately? Well, I'm super slammed, which is a really good thing. Um, I really am glad to be super busy. It is also like a challenge in terms of, you know, I'll have new people contact me and they're like, well, I want to start working on my website this month. I want to start right away. And I'm like, well, I don't actually have room on my calendar for you for a little bit. And that's, you know, so that's, that's a little bit of a challenge. I think people don't necessarily realize that, you know, I get booked out. And so there has to be some negotiation about, well, how, you know, when can we get you in and how can we structure Mm. things? Because on the one hand, I I really, it's hard for me to make people wait when they're excited to work with me and I'm excited to work with them. But then on the other hand, when I have too many, you know, websites going on at once, 
it becomes hard for me to keep everybody moving at the pace that I want, you know, to be right. able to provide. Right. So it's just, it's a little bit of a balancing act, um, but it's a good problem to have. I was going to say success uh, yes. <laughs> brings about new kinds of adversity that we don't plan for. <laughs> 100%. Like there's every step of the process, there's just different challenges. And, you know, that's a great thing, but you'd also have to figure out how to navigate them. So, well, I think that's a great message too for practitioners in private practice because yeah. a lot of people fear not being successful and they spend a lot of their headspace worrying about people not coming in the door. What do mm-hmm. you do when you have the problem of too many people? knocking on your door. And at some point, I think it'd be fun to address that issue in another episode where we can talk a little bit about uh, referral management Mm -hmm. and building partnerships with other people, or even perhaps growing your business to where you maybe have other practitioners working within your group. I I know uh, we're going to have down the line here at some point, a group practice owner come on the show and we'll talk to them. And, you know, I know for you, you're going to have to probably navigate the very challenging decision about, do I want to expand my, my uh, services uh, to more people by hiring another web designer or, or other employees. And, you know, this is what happens when we grow our businesses, right? (laughs) Right. It's what we want. Yeah. These exciting new problems. And so, um, you know, it's interesting because from a, from the, perspective of what we're going to be talking about today, uh, which is video content online, um, you know, we don't often think about that, that, you know, uh, how does video really grow our practice, right? Or how does it grow our business? And, you know, you being a web designer and having worked with so many different um, practitioners and practice owners, uh, really across the mental health field and and other healthcare uh, areas, uh, one of the first questions I have for you is what is the value of uh, adding videos to a website? What do you think? Well, I just think that videos really, there there isn't like an equal option in terms of giving people a real ability to get a sense for who you are. And when you make a video and people watch a video, they end up feeling almost as if they've already had a conversation with you. And that's just the power of the medium. Like it's extremely, like it's just very real. It makes people feel like they're having a real interaction and they can get a sense of who you are from a video in a way that is very, very difficult to convey through just writing and just photos. So it's really powerful and it can be especially, I think, effective, especially in like a therapist website where the whole goal is trying to build trust and trying to create a sense of comfort and having videos on your website for people who are looking for therapy can just be a really easy way to ease them into the idea of really being able to talk to you and imagining themselves as, you know, being able to be comfortable with you. But what do you say to the therapist or the practitioner who is shy about being online, even, even some right. of us are shy about putting our photos on online, yes. let alone videos. What do you say to that practitioner? So I, I, I say two things. Like I say, first of all, it's great if you can do it and be comfortable, even if it's a little bit challenging. And in a second, I want to hear about the experience that you had making your videos, right? But even it can mm-hmm. be challenging, but if you can do it, then you totally should do it. But 
if the only way you can do it is by looking like you're frightened and you're in pain while on camera, then it's not worth it. Right. So mm. it's just, if you really can't overcome that, then you, the, the, it's not a good idea to put a video on if it's incredibly awkward and you look like you're uncomfortable because then people aren't going to be uncomfortable to watch it. So mm. it's great to do. And I think that most people can get over that feeling of awkwardness, can, you know, move past it with a little bit of effort. But if it really terrifies you, then don't do it. It's, it doesn't have to be for every single person. I think it's great and it's wonderful, but it's not a requirement. And if it's going to be super painful for you, then it's, it's not, it's mm -hmm. not worth it. You know, Sarah, I had an interesting time creating my videos for my recent website upgrade that you did for me. And, you know, you're, you challenged me on how to do it, um, on, you know, encouraging me to do it. And of course, very similar similar to what you were telling our listeners just a moment ago, I felt very reticent to do it. I was nervous. It was a little bit of pressure, but so I think, I think on the one hand, there's going to be pressure for people, um, practitioners to do it. It's a question of, you know, I don't know when I'm I, as a therapist, I challenge my clients to rehearse the kind of outcomes that they want for themselves. And then eventually what was once uncomfortable now becomes more comfortable. So I actually kind of leaned into it, even though I was really kind of terrified to do it. And in so doing, I did this, you know, a lot of rehearsal. So I have to tell you this, um, very anxious um, in the beginning is the yeah. short answer. And then one of the things I love nature. And so I just started when we went on hikes this summer because of, of COVID, um, you know, we were, that's all the outdoor activity out of the house activity we were doing. I took right. my phone with me and, um, I had the, you know, my family who I was hiking with, um, most often really the only people I was hiking with hold the, the phone, um, for me. And I would record these short videos and actually one of them made it into my website at yes. the very end of a, of a video in my office. And then I went into the office and I, I said, you know what? I'm going to, I'm just going to go on a weekend where it's quiet in the office and I'm going to set up my tripod and I, I, I bought very inexpensive equipment in order to do it, but, but equipment that would work and work well, and you don't have to spend a lot of money. Um, and I just rehearsed it over and over again until I got to the end product that I liked enough. Now that's an interesting statement I just made. I, I got to a product that I liked enough. It's not perfect. When I go yeah. back and look at these these videos, I, I kind of a little, you know, like, oh, my God, I can't believe I, I could do so much better now. <laughs> and I will down the road. Do, do you find that some people will update those videos because they're either more confident or they have more services or other things they want to say? Absolutely. Although I also think there's a lot of value, like in keeping the older videos and allowing people to see a number of different parts of your progression, right? So even if you've replaced those videos on your website, I'd encourage you to keep them up on YouTube or to still have them to be available to people and not just throw them out. Cause I think, you know, I think they're really good. And, you know, I, I would generally say it's great to do updates, but don't just throw out the other stuff that you've, that you've worked on. Mm -hmm. Well, here's, here's the, I'll, I'll share this. Here's the yeah. interesting feedback I've gotten. I, I ask my new clients when they come in, you know, how did you hear about me? And often they say, oh, I looked at your website or I heard about you through my insurance. And then I went to your website and I looked at it. And, yeah. um, of course, I'll make some sort of offhanded comment about, oh, did you look at any of the videos? Uh -huh. And to my surprise, th they almost always say, 
I love your videos. I thought they were great. And I, and I'm really surprised by that with the exception that, um, when I share the videos with my family and friends, what do you think I hear from them? (laughs) (laughs) A little bit of criticism, maybe. Of course, because they know me and they know, know, you know, they've known me for a long time and they can sense the anxiety a little easier, a lot easier than somebody who hasn't seen them. So it's really been, um, I, I think overall, it's been a really good experience. Yeah. To to put these these videos on. And I, I won't say it was easy, but um, yeah. what was really probably the most effective thing was it stretched my comfort zone. And now I've got these videos that not only are embedded in the website, but you set me up with a YouTube channel and yeah. um, they can be found separately. And I can also take this is something else. And maybe you can talk a little bit about that to the listeners is that you, you they don't just live in the website. How else right. can they be used? Well, so I think YouTube, and then also you can repurpose them for social media. So you can share those videos on LinkedIn, you can share them on your Facebook page, you can share them in a lot of different social media forums. And if they're longer, you can chop them up and use little bits to kind of drip them out over a period of time in whatever social media platform you're using. And I think that can be a great way to get more mileage out of the same content and the same work. And it also gives people in those other forums the opportunity to see you again through video, get that sense of your personality uh, without necessarily having to go to your website. Well, and I know that that's really great feedback. I know that you have a number of videos on your site as well. Yes. Um, why? Let's uh, tell our listeners why you created them for, for your site and what the process was like for you. Yeah, so the videos that I have on my website are part of my lead magnet, uh, which is essentially uh, something I offer to people in return for signing up for my newsletter. And when people sign up for my newsletter, then they get access to this three-part video course that I did on web design for therapists. And that was, it was a very time-consuming process because I had to actually do lesson plans, right? Because these are, like, I really wanted to make these classes have as much real value as possible because I've had the experience as I'm sure you have of signing up for something on someone's website in return for getting onto their newsletter. And then what they send me is just useless and it is immediately annoying to me. And so instead of having a connection with this person who wants to, I assume, eventually sell me something that's positive, I immediately start to resent them because I'm like, now I'm getting stuff in my inbox that I don't really want in return for this piece of information that isn't really helpful. And so I really was very, very determined to make sure that those classes had as much value as I possibly could put into them. So I I spent a long time planning them. And then I went through a whole process because they're lengthy. I mean, they're like, each one is between 30 and 40 minutes long. So there's, they're long. Um, And I started off with a script and I couldn't do it. I could not sit and read the script, it just was painful and I didn't like it. And so then I had to get rid of the script and try a different approach of kind of having speaking points and really letting myself talk in a more normal way and just not worrying so much about every word, but just trying to get the content across and make it more like a conversation and take some of the pressure off of myself. And so I created those videos and like you said, like they are not perfect. Like they're not fancy. Um, but I get so much positive feedback from those videos. And I have people who schedule a discovery call with me and say, Hey, you know, 
it worked just like you said it would. I signed up for your newsletter and then I got your videos and now I want to work with you. And I'm like, great. <laughs> That's amazing that that worked. Um, so it was definitely worth the, the significant amount of time that I put into it. Um, even though it, you know, I did it in my house. I did it without any fancy equipment. I filmed it on my iPhone. You know, it doesn't look professional, but it doesn't matter. Like people get value from it. And then they also get a sense of who I am and whether or not I'm, you know, got the personality of someone who they'd want to collaborate with. You know what I love about what you just shared? Um, and first of all, that was a lot and it was a great <laughs> share because no, really, because I think number one, there's so much involved in making this type of content, right? And yeah. there's so many different ways to do it. So you chose a more lengthy uh, video process to, to use as an educational tool to also tie in incentives for future um, uh, clients and, and, um, and discounts. And so you, you really, it, it's, it's, it's much more of a targeted marketing process, but with an educational component in which they get some free education. And then, and then, um, the other thing that I thought was really interesting about what you said, uh, that I want to hone in on, and this is very true for my process as well, is you ditched the script. Yeah. And I, I think, um, uh, and, and it became more authentic for you, yeah. uh, when you did. And I, I had the same exact experience. I had written a script out and I think, I, I still think it's important for, uh, if you're thinking about doing videos, definitely write some speaking notes or a script of some sort, because for me, I don't know if you agree, the process of writing the script and even practicing with a script is what really led to the confidence of doing it without the script. Right. Absolutely. Is that true for you? Yes, 100%. You have to really get your thoughts organized. And one great way to do that is to write out the script. But then the script doesn't have to actually be used word for word when you're making the video. Totally. And and the other thing I noticed, I kept pasting my script right near my camera and trying to read it so that, you know, you want to be able to, when you're making video... And and I want to I want to go through some of these specific points yeah. for listeners to write down. Like point number one, look at the green dot or whatever color dot you have on your camera because the idea is is that you're when you're looking right into the camera, that's when the listener the the, the viewer I should say is really knows that you're that you are paying attention to them. That is great advice. Absolutely. Right. Yes. And so. If your eyes are rolling across in the form of reading, they know you're reading something, especially yeah. if your face is close to the lens of the camera. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. So, so that would be recommendation number one. Um, the second recommendation I have for listeners, and we'll we'll put these in the speaking notes, this, the uh, in the, um, I, I'm sorry, show in notes. The podcast notes at the show notes, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but the second uh, idea is, you want to make sure that your camera is facing away from natural light. So if you're in front of a window, your body needs to face the window, not the camera, if that makes sense. Because yes. natural light will uh, mess with the uh, coloration and the shadows and whatnot. And even um, uh, further, I would recommend that you purchase for $30 
uh, or, or right around that amount of money, you can get what's called a ring light. Mm-hmm. And ring lights are uh, uh, provide for the proper kind of camera lighting so that your face, your facial features, all of that look more professional. There's It's well lit. Um, and so definitely want to look up about a ring light. And then you want to have good audio. So, you know, getting a condenser mic or um, some type of uh, even these podcast mics that you and I use, uh, can be very, very effective, I think. Uh, they're not that expensive. We're ta- you're talking about all in maybe $150 of uh, worth of equipment minus your computer or the device that you use for recording itself. Mm-hmm. Can you think of any other direct tools that would be helpful for folks to use? Well, I would say that it's very important, if at all possible, to have captions on your video. Um, so I guess I would make that number four. And I, I think there are a couple of reasons that that's super important. I think the most important one is accessibility and that's a subject that's very near and dear to my heart. And I think that, you know, as a person who's dedicating, you know, your website and your work towards helping others, you should have a awareness and a desire to make things accessible to everyone. Also, it's very important to have captions because most people are going to view your website with the sound off and depending where they are, they might be more comfortable. It might be easier for them to watch the videos with the sounds off. And so you're going to lose a lot of your audience if you don't have the captions on there, because there's going to be a certain number of people who just for whatever reason don't want to turn on the sound. And the idea of putting captions on your video, it might sound complicated, but it absolutely is not. There is an app called Mixed Captions that I have on my phone and you can upload your video there. It will generate automatic Uh, captions and then you can go through them and edit them, correct any mistakes and download it. It's not expensive. It's not complicated. There are other ways to do it too. Um, But there's lots of ways that are not like technologically advanced or or complex that you can add captions to your video. And it definitely is something that I think is really important. Great advice. Really great advice. You know, one thing we haven't talked about regarding videos is the, uh, the, the, the process of marketing value. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, you know, I, I, you know, it's interesting at first I thought, Oh, this is high value marketing and I'm so stressed about this. And it really actually created more stress for me to think about the marketing value of it. And and then when I was able to detach myself from thinking about it in the form of this is, you know, content marketing and, and right. digital marketing, you know, I sort of, I sort of, and I don't, you can tell me if you think this was a healthy way to do this, but because, you know, you have a lot of experience with this, the idea of really sort of separating myself from those concepts was um, helpful for me because to me, these videos are, while they may have marketing value um, there, it's hard to measure that, that marketing value. And maybe, you know, how ways to do that digitally, but I, I'm not that interested in that. I think that the videos seem to really lend themselves to, like you said at the beginning of our show today, really allowing prospective clients and even existing clients to sort of um, get to know me, to get to know you, the practitioner, to, to really see the authenticity that you are and like what you believe. And so one of the things that I put in my videos was, uh, you know, I put, who I am, what, what I, you know, what my therapeutic approach is, um, what my background is, where my interests in therapy lie. So I think, you know, let's talk a little bit about content. Like what do you usually recommend to, uh, um, 
practice owners uh, in Mm -hmm. terms of video content, what they say? Yeah, that's a really great question. And I think there are a couple of different approaches that you can take with it. I think that you can use the approach of making them an introduction and making short videos that talk, give you the opportunity to talk about who you are, to talk about the services that you provide, to talk about some aspect of the way that you interact with your clients that people would want to know about and to kind of make them informative. Another approach is to make them educational. So I'm doing a website right now for a nonprofit and they're making a series of short videos because they're an educational nonprofit. They do workshops, they do mental health outreach and and things like that. And so they're going to be making a series of short videos talking about different concepts that they want people to understand and different concepts that are kind of fundamental to the different kinds of education that they do. So, you know, a five minute video talking about, you know, the different kinds of grief or a five minute video talking about ways of dealing with a certain kind of trauma. And then those videos can be on the website, but they can also share them with people. And it's going to give them a way to reach more people and to get more people interested in the kinds of education that they offer. So I think, you know, educational videos, videos that answer questions that people might ask, videos that talk about, you know, introducing yourself and introducing your practice. Those are the ones that occur to me right off the bat. You might have some other thoughts that haven't occurred to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Well, so I like your your top three here. Introduct, <laughs> intro, introducing oneself. Um, and, and within that are several sub points, right? Like um, not just who I am, but what type of populations do I work with? Um, what is my therapeutic approach? Right. Uh, where even simple things like my you know, people can put things in there like my office hours, my location, um, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what, what particular areas of interest uh, that, that you have. And, and what I did is I created, I created uh, several separate videos that sort of are parsed out into the different categories of the types of work that I do. And so instead of one 10 or 15 minute long video, I did, you know, four, two and a half minute videos. And I think one four minute video. And I think, I think that, um, you know, considering how you divide your videos up or do one video um, is something that, you know, you might want to consider would be another thing, you know, what's going to work well for you and for your viewers. Um, But really the top three, I think you covered um, in, in a very simplistic and meaningful way. It's, it's introduction, FAQs, and um, educational material, you know, like, uh, and I love that last one because the educational material piece can really go a long way in social media, platform sharing, um, tr- uh, standalone trainings, introductory uh, uh, informational seminars, if you will, that are short lived yeah. that people can have as freebies, right. That, um, yeah. and, and maybe even, um, you know, how people, uh, in the, in the music entertainment industry have press kits, right. Mm-hmm. This is like a, this is like your own personal press kit that you can share with other colleagues who might want to hire you to do a training or do public speaking. And, you know, that's a whole nother level of, leveling up your your psychotherapy business which i'm sure we'll spend some time on in future sessions um future podcasts so really all in all um there's high value in creating video content for your website and social media um i i can't see any reason not to do it and it's so ironic because in the very beginning of this process when you mentioned videos to me uh i i was i'd be the first to tell you that i was the one who was saying 
I, I don't want to do this. And yeah. now after having been through the process, having gotten feedback from my viewers, minus my family and friends. Um, <laughs> minus the toughest critics that are just that's right, that's pushed right. to the side. Actually, yes. <laughs> I, I say that jokingly, but the truth, the truth is, is that they all, they, we all had a good laugh about the videos. And then yeah. they said, you know what they really told me at the end of the day? They said, what a courageous, brave thing to do. I would never yeah. do that. That's exactly what they said. And, right. Yeah. And and I think um, uh, to those of you that are kind of doubting yourselves and in, in listening today, um, push yourself, push yourself to try it and and see and really see it through. And if you if you're working with Sarah, she is Sarah, you are so great about um, you know, putting, you put me at ease. Um, um, there's something about you that just, uh, really put me at ease about doing that. You were both encouraging and, um, pushing me to do it in a, in a, in a really healthy, good way. And also giving me the framework to be able to doubt myself. And I think all, all of us therapists who are running private practices need, need that when it comes to the business side of things. Oh, good, good. I'm really glad. Yeah. So what do you think? Is there anything, any closing comments um, on videos today from you, Sarah? I mean, I think the closing comment is not to be scared to try it. It's not, I think that it seems really complicated. It can be intimidating, but really the barrier to entry is really low. If you've got an iPhone, you can make a video of yourself um, and you can do it in a way that is simple, but still professional. And you can do it in a way that isn't overly stressful for you, but provides a really great way to make a connection with potential clients. That's great. Um, do you uh, actually provide video production and editing services as a part of your uh, website development package? So I don't provide, like, I don't come out with a camera crew to your place and, and film you. So not like a full, full breadth of production. But what I do do is I if the client films themselves, then they'll send it to me and then I'll clean it up for you, put the music in the background, edit it, add captions, those kinds of things. I do that for clients all the time. Um, and the good thing to know is also that that stuff is pretty simple to do. And so if you're in a situation where you want to do it for yourself, it's really, it, again, there's not a high barrier to entry. This is something that is, that is doable for most people. Great. Well, I want to encourage you as a listener to give Sarah a call and or check her out on her website strongroots.com strongrootswebdesign.com because I think it's a your your services are so amazing and um I can't thank you enough in terms of appreciating how how much you helped me with my website redo and the videos <laughs> therein so well and they should check out your website because they're great examples of how to use videos on a therapist website, like your, the videos on your site are a great example of a way to, to do that and how to do it in a way that's really natural. And the fact that you incorporate the videos that you took while you were outside really shows a lot of your personality. So I think they're great. They're great examples that might help people get some really good ideas for themselves. Oh, that's kind of you. Thank you so much. And I want to um, also just, you know, if, they, if you do go to my website, check out the um, business consultation page, because that's one example of exactly exactly what type of um you know how you can parse out and do videos differently because i have a vi video that describes my business consultation services um and uh you know that's a short two-minute video and you can kind of get a, a a really good example of uh how to do videos or at least what a video looks like at the end product okay so sarah uh, i think it's a wrap for today it was really great talking about videos with you 
Um, I, I want to thank you again. And yeah, thank um, you. This was, was a great conversation. Oh yeah. This was fan- fantastic. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for tuning into PsychBiz. Make sure to join us for our next episode where we'll do a deep dive into therapist websites and how you can use your website as an effective tool for growing your practice. See you then. This podcast was made possible by Strong Roots Web Design and HB Enterprises. For more information, please take a look at our show notes.